Good morning. Good morning. Uh, welcome. So this morning I was driving here, you know, that makes sense, and I was listening to the radio and there's this ad and it, it was saying like, radio trusted for 20 years, and, and just talking about how it's like with your brand's truth, and I thought that was interesting to me that like your brand has a truth. And I was thinking, man, like we are bombarded with lies <laughs> constantly. And uh, this morning, I hope you would just join us as we sing to God truth in worship, uh, as well as dive into his word, which is truth. So we all have a story, uh, but it's God's story that's truth. And I just thought that was really important to us because, yeah. So let's pray. God, we thank you that your word renews our minds and our hearts. And in, in a world and a time where uh, we're just told that truth is so many things, God, we just pray that this morning your truth, the only truth, would just be real. It would just transform us. It would make us more like you. And so we come to you and we offer our praise and our worship and we ask that you would be glorified and we ask that you would just be honored and blessed this morning. And we just pray that, Holy Spirit, you would open our hearts and our minds with your truth as we worship you. And we thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I think about 21 and years and five months. Boy, I came into this church, uh, you know, and was actually thrown into kids' ministry. And I can remember back that day for a seven-year run, we did a kids' community uh, club in the church here, and at our peak, there were 170 kids on the two floors of this church and 31 volunteers. That's how amazing it was, and uh, it was incredible. And I remember those days as a associate pastor um, before Pastor Jim and I flopped, and uh, just the, I just got to say, folks, I have never, ever, ever, ever not felt loved. And, and honored and respected and treated with such genuine love and, and care uh, in any of the years that I've been here, in any of the months. I have been so privileged and uh, honored and uh, just, I can't even begin to talk. Uh, all the people that I could say thank you to today, I just want to say a big thank you to you all. But um, the people that are represented on the stage today, um, you know, like, <laughs> What can I say? They have supported me and, and led with such passion and diligence all the years. And uh, there are prayer partners that have been alongside of us, uh, our tech people that just happened to come in before COVID. Um, just a miracle of God to give our church such a gift during this season. And, uh, you know, all of you, just some of my best friends in the world and will always remain that way. I just have uh, been honored. You know, I, uh, I do want to leave you with that one word, but in a little expanded way this morning. But I just wanted to make sure that I say what I need to say. And uh, it's hard making this decision because you've meant the world to us, and we absolutely love you all. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to hopefully get in trouble for this, but there's just a few more people in the building today than usually is. But uh, um, some of my best friends are here, and I, I love you all. And uh, I just can't say that enough. We have loved living here in Prince George and in the Caribou. It is uh, the best place in the world as far as I'm concerned to live. And uh, 
The best part about it is that when I do retire, um, I'd still have kids and grandkids in town here, so who knows, I could actually retire here in Prince George and not be worried about the snow, et cetera, et cetera, because I love the snow. I just won't have to shovel it. I'll live in an apartment, which I was trying to do. Um, I just want you to know this is a decision that was hard making, but there's nothing behind it as far as there's no conflict in the church. There's no trauma. There's no, you know, nothing that forced us into this. Uh, the board and leadership of this church are unbelievably fantastic, and they care for you and they love you. And uh, we have been privileged, and we are leaving the church in good hands, in a good shape, and we believe that the future of this church is absolutely going to be phenomenal. And uh, we are going to be able to be back uh, down south there, hearing everything that's going on here and going, ah! <laughs> but we will praise God and celebrate because of what God's going to do in and through you. I don't know if you've looked out your window today. It is absolutely stunning day. Uh, blue skies, sunshine, warm. It's just amazing. And that's what I feel about the future of this church and this church family, that it's going to be amazing. It's bright. It's an amazing future that God has in store for you. And that's how I can leave with a little bit of peace in my heart and in my spirit. Your interim pastors, uh, the board, are in a, they've established a search committee. They're going to be looking for a new pastor for you and a family and to come and to take you into the next season of life and, and begin to pray and fast and just seek God that, that God's family will be the one that is, comes here and shepherds you. But in the meantime, they have interim pastors coming in on January 3rd starting, and uh, Ralph and Carrie Peters are coming in. They just finished transitioning the Penticton Church. They're from the Okanagan, and they'll be coming here. And one thing you need to know, although this might sound funny because I'm old, uh, you know, and they're not much older than we are, Doreen and I, but uh, they uh, actually, we interned, before we got into full-time ministry, we interned under them. And actually, it was Ralph and Carrie who called us into our first church in Ladner, where we served alongside of them until they went into the mission field. So I can tell you with, with truth, and I can tell you with, uh, well, reservation, that these next few months as you transition over, they will care for you and help you to take the next step in your future. So bless them and love them as you've loved us because you're going to be in great hands with them. Jesus. I was not kidding when I talked about Jesus, but if you know me, you know through the years I give tacky gifts, and uh, I couldn't leave without giving you another gift. And uh, today, if you happen to be driving through the, uh, the farewell and you come and greet us, we will give you one of your gifts each of you, and uh, those in the building will get their gift whether they want it or not. And uh, I, I, this is my farewell. What's the one phrase over the last year that you've heard a few times from me? And that is that I've called you to raise the bar. And I am raising the bar <laughs> um, today to you, and that when you take your chocolate bar, whether you eat it or give it away, that you will remember this that God is calling you and this church family to raise the bar in their faith, in their fruitfulness, in their diligence towards leading people to Jesus Christ. This is my parting gift, that you would raise the bar. Now, Kit Kat, because there's like four pieces on there, and you know what? That's what the body of Christ is like. You get to share this bar with some people. 
And that's what family is all about in church life. It's sharing with each other. Don't lose the zeal to do that in your life. Now, this was a late addition, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, because it's one of my favorite chocolate bars. Um, I like the peanut butter and chocolate. But uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, because you know what? There's a lot to be found inside each of your lives. And, and God brings that beauty out, and he wants you to bring it out to each other and build each other up in the faith. Um, I've spent a lot of time having coffee with a lot of you. So coffee, crisp. Uh, Derek, this is, uh, you know, in honor of you and the guys that we've had lots of coffee with. Uh, in comes to faith and raising the bar, I want you to eat more. Um, you know, get into the Word of God and don't lose the passion for the Word of God. It is everything. It is your life that God has given you to know Him. Um, shoot, you know, the arrow bar. Keep your eyes on the target. Keep your eyes on the prize. You know, we talked to Sung about heaven. You know, that day, uh, it's going to be awesome. So uh, keep your eyes on the prize. Don't lose that. Uh, and I want you to have a bountiful life with God and, uh, and faith and with each other that God will just take you to the next season of life in a great way. And, and last but not least, uh, the Mars bar. I don't know if you remember some of you way back when I gave this one out. It was like uh, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. And we did it uh, as a guy's Father's Day thing. Anyway, uh, I wanted to, to say that with you because the Bible says that we are not of this world. We are not of this world. We are in God's kingdom. So never forget that. And if you happen to eat this one today, remember that we are going to a great place, a new heaven, a new earth, and uh, we have a prize and a crown waiting for us. And never take your eyes off the prize. And that is Jesus Christ. Enough of those. Grab your bar on the way out or on the drive through Philippians 2. It says that Jesus had a, this attitude in him that even though he was God and he was with his Father and he could have stayed there, he came down to earth, he humbled himself, even out of his heavenly kingdom, he came down, he was born of a virgin, and he went through the whole life like we would do, where birth and, and childhood and, and young adulthood, uh, until he was 30, 32, and, and then left this earth as he gave his life. But it says he came down, and he became one of us, and he became uh, humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And these great words in verses 9 to 11, it was for this reason also that God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name so that the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He is ultimately the highest name, the highest person, the highest God ever. And, and he compares to no one because he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the radiant one. He is the beginning and the end. There is no one like him. Don't lose that passion for Jesus because he is your God. And he was Emmanuel, God with us as we head into Advent. Again this month, celebrate that God came to earth. He came for you. And then he led that, that road to Calvary where he was rejected. 
The people that he had done miracles, the people who flocked to him, the people that heard that he was in the area would come. And the Bible tells us in various moments that, that he healed them all. All of them. And at the end when he was put before Pilate and the crowd was there, these people that he had, he had done all these miracles and, and shown the love of God and the life of God to all those times were stirred up and began to, to yell out, crucify him. And they rejected him. How could this be? Folks, keep your eyes on the prize. Keep worshiping Jesus. Keep, keep adoring Him and loving Him. Stay close to Him. And don't fall away from it. And Jesus was arrested. And in, in that moment in, when Pilate was going to let Him go and said, you know, don't give me any fault with Him. What does Pilate do before he sends Him to be crucified? He, he gets them to strip His body and take stripes and, and, and just rip His body apart. Sorry, Pilate, you don't get a pass. Jesus' body was torn apart with that whip and the leather thongs and the glass and the pottery and the steel. Folks, I get a cut and I freak out. Imagine what Jesus has done for us. Think about that for a moment. And they put those thorns on his head and crammed it down and they made him carry his cross to Calvary. And there on Calvary, they took those long spikes and they, they, they thrust them into his wrists and his, his ankles. And he hung on a cross. And, he, and he was just, his body would have weighed, like the weight of it all would have just sagged and, and it would have been excruciating pain with his body inside. And Jesus hung there, mocked, rejected, humiliated, and he hung there for you. In that moment, Jesus, just before he died on the cross, he looks down at the scene, much like here today at the people that were gathered there. And he says, Father, forgive them. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. I don't know about you, but... That's the kind of grace I need in my life. I have let Jesus down so many times, and yet I just echo those words where Jesus would look down on earth to me and say, you're forgiven. Jesus finishes and he goes, it is finished, and he dies. God's will, God's plan of redemption and life was done, and Jesus breathed no more. He's put in the tomb and, and, and church, what happens on the third day is that Jesus Christ, they go to the tomb and he's gone. He's gone because Jesus Christ has risen and Jesus Christ is at the right hand of his Father in heaven and he's interceding for you and for me and he's waiting for that day when his Father will turn to him and say, Jesus, go keep your promise and Jesus Christ will come in the clouds and every eye that has pierced him, they will see him and we will see him in his glory and we'll be with him forever and it's worth every anguish and pain and sorrow in this life right now that we will know him and be with him and see him face to face and all the pain and sorrow will be gone. It's worth the fight. 
as Jesus laid his life down and, and went through all of that unbearableness and pain and suffering for our sin and our punishment, as he did all of that, let's raise our lives up and let's have passion for Jesus and let's not slow down, let's not give up, let's not let it say that's somebody else's job now. Let us keep going, keep going, keep going in our faith. Let God change your life continually. Let God use your life continually. And until that day when we see Jesus coming in the clouds, don't stop bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. Don't ever forget that God loves you. He did this for you. And his mercy and his grace are free and they're, they're wonderful and they're, they're for us every day of our lives. But let's lay aside all the stuff that hinders us and the sins we get ourselves wrapped into and, and let's, let's get our eyes back on Jesus. And let's walk with victory and freedom and joy, this abundant joy Jesus said we'd have, and the peace of God that would keep our hearts and minds in him. Oh, it's what a privilege and honor to know Jesus. So it really does come down to that, folks. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. And I dare not trust in any other thing any other person, but that I would wholly, wholeheartedly lean on Jesus' name. It really comes down to that one simple name, Jesus. I won't be able to finish my Ephesians series. It'll end today, right now. And uh, I want to leave you with Paul, his blessing and his prayer. And I want to pray and bless this over you, the church family that Noreen and I have loved, that we anguish over leaving, but yet we know, we know. I mean, folks, you're stuck with me. I'm going to be around for eternity, and so are you. So uh, we're going to hang out lots. So for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you the Prince George Pentecostal Church family, according to the riches of his glory, that you would be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, and that Christ would dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, the church, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that this church family could ask or think according to the power that works within us to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Be blessed, church. We're going to sing a song of uh, God's amazing grace. It's, uh, if it wasn't for His grace, if it wasn't for Calvary, if it wasn't for the resurrection, we'd have nothing to believe and nothing to hope and nothing to live for, nothing to look forward to. But because of God's grace and His mercy,
we have everything to look forward to. And I'm just going to encourage you to, you know, if you would like to stand wherever you're in watching this, if you'd like to, you know, move your feet a little bit, if you'd like to jump up and down as we sing, if you'd like to, uh, you know, rotate, if you'd like to wave your hands, uh, just don't sit there. Have passion for Jesus right now and celebrate the grace that God has given you and that grace is going to carry you forward in your life. So church, family, I love you, I bless you, and looking forward to see you at the finish line. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew. Man, there's like a day in our lives where we uh, were saved, and that was a glorious day. But it will be a glorious day when we see the Lord face to face. And so, yeah, I can't imagine uh, Pastor's Heart leaving you with anything other than Jesus. And so, uh, hopefully, you felt the full weight and love behind what Rich, Pastor Rich has preached this morning. And uh, yeah, in a minute, I'm going to turn it over to our board, and they're going to kind of, you know, finish things off in this transition uh, for today. But before we do that, I just wanted to say that before Jesus returns, right now, we live in the meantime, <laughs> the meantime, which means we live in a yes and world. So yes, we are excited for this church and Pastor Rich and Irene, and what lies ahead, and we're sad, right? Like, both are true, and you don't have to choose between one or the other. We just acknowledge that while we live in the meantime. It's a yes and world, and so no matter what emotions you're going through over the next little bit, because <laughs> they're all there, uh, would you just know that, you know, anything uh, that you feel sad, just let it be that doorway to gratitude, because um, I know for me, I'm grateful, so thank you. Uh, woo, the board. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, Pastor Richard and Noreen, if you'd like to come and join us here. As Tiff said, this is a sad and a happy day all at the same time, and it's, it's very strange. Um, we do have a couple little gifts here for you in a second, but... Uh, for if you've been paying attention at all to Rich and Irene's ministry in this place, uh, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't come as a surprise that he's made the hard choice. The easy choice would have been to stay five more years and retire. But they're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and that's how they've led us. And they're sensitive now to his leading, so we do appreciate that. So that's for you. You have to open these, by the way, because they're, uh, <laughs> I don't know where the camera is in this, but. <laughs> we gave Rich some golf balls. Yeah. I'll be out to open the box. It's not just golf balls. <laughs> We also gave Rich uh, some gift certificates to Golf Town uh, so he can buy some new golf clubs because he actually uses 
clubs that are about 50 years old and it's embarrassing when you play with them. <laughs> and he's been saying for the last three, four years, I'm going to buy new clubs, but he never does. So, and also, Rich, you got to look at those golf balls. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, Aspen is where we've been playing men's golf with Steve and a few guys, Jeff. And... Uh, no, no, that's it. But so for at least, what is there, 12 balls in there? For at least 12 holes, every time Rich tees up, he will think of us, and he looks at that. Deb, you want to? Just a gift to show our appreciation and love for you and that you can carry it with you and be reminded of us here and we just love you and God's blessings. And we're just going to ask uh, our brother Glenn Disler to come up and uh, say a prayer for you. Oh, Lord, you're so good to us. Lord, we just, uh, first we want to just thank you for all the years that... Uh, that you've let us spend with these guys, Lord. Lord, for all the uh, baptisms and the births, for all the uh, visitations and the burials and the weddings, Lord, for all the time we've spent in their home and together as a family, Lord. We just thank you for that. Lord, they've been such a blessing in our lives, and we just appreciate that that's your spirit moving in them that's that's caused all of that, Lord. <clears throat> Lord, as they, as they go ahead in their new life, Lord, in the new steps they're taking, Lord, we just pray that you prepare the path before them, Lord. Lord, give them wisdom. Give them a spirit of discernment, Lord. Lord, I just uh, pray that you prepare the hearts of the uh, new congregation and the new community, Lord. That, uh, that they'd be able to receive these guys as we have, Lord that they'd know the love and the, and the uh, strength, Lord, and the commitment to you, Lord, that we've felt. Lord, we just pray every blessing on them. We ask it in your precious name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, folks, um, I'd like to thank the board and... Uh, and all of you for the generosity that uh, this is just a symbol of what's been like for 21 some years and so thank you so much and uh, God bless you and I hope to if you can to see you in the drive-through a little bit later but uh, until then until we meet again <laughs> uh, don't forget Jesus God bless you <laughs>